Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It is Garrett Anderson live at you Sunday, July 22nd, bright and early, 8.16 in the morning here in uh, sunny Arizona. It's uh, not quite 100 degrees yet. Actually, let me verify that. Let me pull that up on my phone. But uh, we have been dealing with the uh, tremendous summer heat. Oh, it's only 87, and the high today is uh, 107. And then for the rest of the week, the highs are 113, 116, 114, 109, 104. 100. Oh, it's only going to be 100 on Saturday next week, 102 on Sunday. So it is like, it's weird in, in Arizona, if you can't escape the heat, if, you, if you're not wealthy enough to be a snowbird, the folks the folks that just live here in the wintertime and then get the hell out of Dodge um, when it's 105 plus, um, you know, you just got to deal with it. Um, a lot of hunkering down in the house. I feel like my body is physically slowing down. I've actually put on a couple pounds. Last time I talked about uh, trying to hover around that 205, 208 on the scale. But um, I'm, I uh, checked this morning and it was uh, just slightly north of 214. So I got to be careful of that. I, I'm not surprised. I've been eating like a jerk. Um, you know, just kind of not making the best food choices and then even if I do make a good food food choice like yesterday I was supposed you know we had a family birthday to go to and um you know I was like oh I bet there's gonna be pizza and cake at this birthday party for the kids and uh you know after the kids all get a slice usually it's like all right parents help us finish this pizza and I'm like okay I'll come do that and I was like you know what I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a little bit a little bit tactical about this and I'm gonna make myself a tuna fish sandwich before we go to the birthday party so it was after we splashed around at the pool because it's like the only thing you can do outside is go to the pool um so it's like i hope you enjoy doing that and the, the way that i've kind of kept it um fresh and exciting for me is i'm working on being a better swimmer so there's a nice lap swim area at the pool we go to and uh, the kids love splashing around. My wife likes going and just getting some sun and and uh, splashing around. And she likes swimming laps too. But I'm I'm trying to get better at at swimming, and it feels good. I feel my shoulders and neck and back getting stronger. I'm you know I'm getting a little sore in some spots. It's like it feels like a full body workout. So that feels really good. Um, and I'm saying this like I've been doing it a bunch. I've probably swam you know, a total of an hour and 15 minutes over the last, uh, three weeks, you know, I did like one half hour session by myself, um, one day. And then when the family goes out there, I try to sneak off for 15 or 20 minutes to swim, but, uh, it feels good. This is a pretty good workout. So maybe some of that 215 pounds is a new muscle. That'd be, that'd be cool. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so going to the pool is like one of the only, one of the only good ways to stay, uh, to stay cool, go to the movies. Um, and then there's other, like, there's like five or six other kind of things to do around here. One of them was where the kids' birthday party was. It's called AZ Airtime. And it's one of these, like, warehouses. It's like a trampoline fun zone. You know, there's just trampolines everywhere. There's like a dodgeball area. And then an area where, where people can just run around and do tricks. There's an area that has some basketball hoops, which I actually think, you know, like, looks really fun. Um, you know, they give the kids little grippy socks, you know, socks with little grippies on the bottom, let them run around crazy. And, uh, the parents stand around awkwardly and talk and watch their kids. And, you know, I think, um, 
maybe in a time before uh, before cell phones, we would all have like engaging conversation and and maybe walk away with some friend you know friend new friendships. And there's still a little bit of that. You know, I think that I think my generation and and my my wife and myself and our group of friends is pretty good about you know if there's other people around. Try try not to just zoom into your phone, but after like three and a half hours of this, or I don't know how long it was. It started at four, probably wrapped up at six. So after like an hour and a half, um, there we go. I was exaggerating. I was like, oh my God, an hour and a half of socializing felt like three hours to me. Um, you know, for the last half hour, I was like, I'm going to go sit down in one of these little beanbag chairs and just kind of like zone out into my phone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so at the, at the kid's party, I was like, oh, I'm going to eat a tuna fish sandwich before I go. And that way I won't be hungry. And I'll say, I'll politely decline any pizza or cake. Well, sure enough, you know, I eat the tuna fish sandwich and then we go over there and it's, uh, an hour and 15 minutes into the birthday party. And, you know, they're like, Hey, here's some pizza. And I was like, oh shit, Papa John's garlic sauce. I got to go get some of that. So, um, you know, I had, it wasn't a lot. I had, you know, two slices, but they were like the, the birthday party slice. So it's even narrower than the regular slice. So two slices really only equals one slice. Um, cause they're thin, you know, instead of chopping it into what eight pieces, it's like 16 pieces. And then I gave myself a little garlic sauce to dip in. I didn't even, you know, consume the whole garlic sauce. I just kind of dipped as much as I needed and then ate that. And then, uh, they were passing around cupcakes, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have a cupcake, too. Here we go. What do you want, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, I'll have vanilla, please. Instead of, uh, oh, no, thank you. I'm okay. <clears throat> I was like, oh, yeah, let's have some vanilla. And this is, I, I, th- I thought I was doing myself a favor. I was like, you know what? I'm going to scoop half the, the icing off the top because I don't really like the icing anyway. And, uh, and, I'll, and then it'll be less, less cupcake for me. I don't need the whole cupcake. I just want to taste Taste, it wouldn't feel like a birthday party if I didn't have a taste of cupcake. So I, uh, I you know, used my finger and smushed <laughs> half of the icing off the top. And then I, I had a couple bites, and my first bite, I didn't even like it. I was like, yeah, this cupcake is kind of tastes a little weird. I don't really like it very much. And then I was like, yeah, let me have a second bite to just make sure I don't like it. So I had a second bite, and I was like, yeah, no, okay, I really don't like this cupcake. I'm going to, you know, fold it up in its little cupcake wrapper and set it off to the side and, and, uh, and try not to be a fatty. But then, uh, we, you know, our friends that were having the birthday party, their son turned four, um, happy birthday, little buddy. Um, I, you know, they were like, Hey, you know, like, so let's have a couple people, um, swing on over after the, the kids party and we'll, we'll hang out at, you know, let the kids play together. Um, and we'll, you know, have some grown up time had a couple beers. My buddy cooked up some delicious chicken on the grill. And then, uh, his mom also had some, uh, they're, they're originally from Bangladesh. So they had some Bengali food and, uh, I ate like a big plate of rice and pork and cabbage, um, after eating a couple chicken drumsticks. And, and so I shouldn't be surprised that this morning I was two fifteen on the scale. Um, I was like, maybe if I swim for 25 minutes, I can eat whatever I want for the rest of the day. Um, I haven't quite broken through that, uh, that threshold where you, you exercise and then you actually don't eat as much. Um, that needs to be the MO, but seriously, something about this summertime out here, it's like, this is when, if you were a bear, this is when you would hibernate, you would go like, Oh, screw this. It is way too hot to try to accomplish any damn thing. 
your body is literally just like, uh, what do we need to do here not to die? Oh, okay, try not to get too hot. Okay, I'm not going to let you do anything. Um, and if you go exercise and run around in the sunshine in the morning, you know, I'm going to make you feel like you need to take a nap at 2 p.m. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to like fight through it a little bit. Um, I got a couple updates from the, from the musical front. I have not been playing out live. My last gig, believe it or not, was the conference gig, um, back in June. So, you know, we're going on, uh, a month and a half here without playing. And that, that feels like a long time to me. I'm used to having a gig every few weeks to keep it fresh. And I don't miss having to lug my equipment right now in this uh, Arizona summer heat. But I do want to start um, introducing myself around to some of the local places um, and uh, seeing if I can play some new places in, uh, in the fall when the temperatures are a little bit more reasonable and uh, people start going back out. And, uh, you know, there's something, there's something that feels really good about just kind of the hard work and the, and the showing up and the playing live for, for physical people, um, as part of this musical journey that I don't want to give up entirely, even though it's not really, um, you know, there's, there's other things I can do. Like I haven't been not making music. I've been working hard in the studio with my buddy, John. Uh, the last podcast we wrapped up with my, uh, new collaboration with him. One of our, one of our newer songs together, called the beautiful um i hope you dig that uh, if you haven't heard it go go uh, listen to the end of the last podcast and you know that's an example of this kind of new musical territory that i get to explore through collaboration um it's exciting it's a little it makes me a little nervous because i i've typically been very independent and, and very kind of a, a control freak over uh, my musical output in the past. So it's strange for me to hear these songs where he makes the, you know, very pop oriented, modern sounding beat. And then I'm writing lyrics and uh, melodies over top of, of, you know, the, the templates that he sends me, you know, I might make a little musical tweak here or there, but for the most part, I'm like, sure, you know, that sounds like a pop song, I'll try my best to write to it. And then, um, you know, if, if it's appropriate, if the tune calls for it, I'll, I'll, you know, overdo some guitars and, um, you know, we'll try to make it sound a little bit more organic and a little bit more like a Garrett Anderson original, but, uh, these are definitely a different breed of song and I'm not quite, um, sure how we're gonna, you know, kind of put them out there. We've got maybe eight to 11 songs. We just finished up, um, working on a tune of mine called dreams and lives, and that is turning out really cool. Um, it's got this, um, you know, more acoustic organic vibe to it because it's one of my originals that I brought to the collaboration. And um, from a music business standpoint, there's kind of this this kind of awkwardness where I think he, based on the agreement we have, he gets to be a co-writer on that song, even though I brought it to him like 92% finished. You know, we we then produced the song together and, you know, at this point in my career trajectory, I think I just have to be humble about that and go, hey, I'm learning a lot from John. We're being very productive in other ways. He's sending me his ideas for me to write to. So it's only fair. Uh, turnaround is fair play that I bring him some originals as well. 
and then, you know, let him have 50% of the songwriting credit on it. So, um, but, you know, it introduces this whole world that I'm not used to of, you know, having to make sure that whatever we do with the songs is legit for, from, you know, the standpoint of our collaboration agreement. So there's like some legal stuff that is new to me, but, uh, but actually, you know, kind of exciting and it feels kind of legit and kind of, uh, kind of badass. But, uh, like for example, one of the things that I did that, that, you know, I was kind of, um, I had a little egg on my face was the other day in the studio, we were working on a song and, uh, um, after the session, uh, he was pulling up a mix of dreams and lives and I was like, Oh, this will be great. Like, let me, you know, get a little recording of him talking to me about, um, some of the, uh, recording process stuff and, or, or mixing and mastering process stuff while he's letting me hear the song. And it, it was this kind of cool behind the scenes moment. And then I sent it, uh, I sent that video to him. It was probably only like a 45 second clip of the tune, you know, the end of the second verse and a chorus. And then, and then that's it for the video. Um, I sent it to him and he was like, nah, sorry, man. Like we really, we would rather our artists don't take unauthorized video, um, in the studio. Um, and his justification seems, you know, seems reasonable. He was like, we don't really want to open ourselves up too much to the public, you know, social media or whatever. Um, and part of that is, is just sort of privacy. And part of it is not wanting to uh, attract any, um, unwanted, attention from um, any shady enterprising characters like uh, you know they don't want anybody banging down their door and stealing a bunch of equipment because they uh, you know they were able to case the place online if you will you know see oh man this guy's got a bunch of uh, expensive computer equipment for his home studio so let's go rob the place so don't do that um um, and I was glad that I asked. And then I also felt a little bit like a creep because I took this video without John, uh, realizing it. And, and I was like, oh man, I'm kind of, sometimes when I do the things that I say that I, that I despise, it's like, you know, it's look in the mirror, try to be, try to be better yourself. Don't take unauthorized creepy video without someone knowing, <laughs> But uh, at least I sent it to him and said, hey, can I can I post this? And he was like, oh, no, 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 I didn't realize you took that. Like, please don't do that again. You know, that was, that was the, in between the lines. He said it in a very nice way, but in between the lines was like, that was fucking creepy. Don't do that again. Um, yeah, so um, anyway, we've been busy in the studio. Uh, we've been working on a song uh, called The Right Side, working on a song called Shoulder to Shoulder. We just kind of finished up Dreams and Lives. Um, the beautiful, I thought turned out really well. There's a song that we finished up, you know, months ago called horizons and that's pretty cool. You know, that's five right there. So I might have enough to release something or release singles at a time. Um, just kind of plodding along P L O D D I N G plodding, not like P L O T T I N G plotting plotting my revenge versus plodding along, right? Plodding like clip clop. I think about clip clop of a horse's hooves. When I think about plodding along, like you're not running, you're not sprinting to the end of something. You're just kind of like plip plop, plip plop. Um, just kind of plodding along. I'm going to check that out on my computer. So yeah, now I can actually like use the internet plotting P L O D D I N G a slow, slow moving and unexciting. 
oh crap, maybe that's not the word I should use to describe my music career. Or maybe that's why it's not um, really taking off. Hey, would you like to follow this artist that's just plodding along? Oh, that's not very appealing sounding, but but God damn it, that's my life. That's that's the best I can do for you people. What do you want from me? I got a wife and kids and a day job. It's a miracle I do any of this. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, have you heard of this great new artist? He uh, doesn't really release his music like officially. You have to kind of like wait for him to post something on his podcast. And then you have to listen to him <laughs> mumble on for 30 minutes before he uh, plays a song for you. No, um, I'll give myself a little more love than that. Um, like I said, you know, it's it's not a sprint. It's not a hustle. It's a grind. It's a marathon. And I'm okay with that. I got some guys that are that I'm in talks with about doing some cool graphics. Um, and, you know, I'm keeping busy, too. I'm trying to work on being better at, at making home studio recordings. And I'm constantly writing and thinking of new ideas. I was inspired by um, some uh, friends having babies recently to make a new song that I let myself be very inspired by Dave Matthews Band. And um, it's funny, they, so Dave Matthews has a new channel on Sirius XM. It's Channel 3. They just launched it this summer. Um, we're in a trial period of XM, um, Sirius XM. That I'm, Unfortunately, I'm going to have to let that expire and not pay in to another monthly bill. Because it's like, oh, you got Spotify, you got Netflix, you got Amazon Prime, you've got your DirecTV. And uh, boy, what a privileged life I live. Um, but I, I, you know, Sirius XM, that's where I draw the line. I'm like, ah, that's just, that's just too much now. Um, I think I could see people saying like either Spotify Premium or Sirius XM. Um, you know, dealing with the commercials of Spotify not Premium is, isn't too bad. It's kind of like, you know, back in Pandora days where you played the radio station every, you know, five or six songs or so you hear a little commercial. Um, but yeah, got to keep those monthly bills in check. Um, so yeah, music stuff is, is, uh, plodding along clip, clop, clip, clop. But, um, I think that's the speed of progress in a, a, a life that's balanced and in a life where I'm still a, a dad and, and a husband, and I don't completely ignore my family. In fact, I've got this song idea that I need to flesh out sometime when I'm feeling inspired, but it's actually kind of like. It's like a bittersweet song, um, and I, I think the title would be uh, Busy Writing Love Songs, and the notion of the tune is this, uh, you know, it's kind of um, a, a relationship that falls apart because one of, one of the, you know, the, the character in the song is always trying to be creative in expressing his love for you know the, the his partner but um you know time is ticking by and he's in his in his room studying or you know writing and um recording instead of actually being there to live life with the ones he loves um there you go in a nutshell that's kind of my dilemma i'm so addicted to making music and it's something that i've been working hard at setting myself up at being decent at, um, 
and I, I love the, the moments of inspiration and, and feeling something start from scratch and, and from nothing. And, and you end up with a cool song that, that'll maybe resonate with somebody out there. But, um, you know, if I, if all I did was write love songs, then there would be no, no relationship to write about. So that's kind of the balance that I, I try to strike is live a lot of life outside of just making music. And then you'll have something, you know, good to, to sing about and you won't feel guilty that you've spent your whole life, um, you know, just trying to write a love song, you know, an empty, uh, you know, it's like the image is like an empty waste paper basket next to a desk and uh, a, a songwriter with a, you know, piano or a guitar there. And he's writing down something and he's like, oh, this song doesn't work. It's not perfect. And he crumples up the paper and he throws it in the trash can. And the woman in, in, in my, you know, in my mind's eye is like, hey, you know, it's time for dinner. And he's like, okay, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be right there, honey. And then, you know, the, the wife and let's, let's make it really personal. The, the wife and two daughters have their, their hot steaming plates of lasagna and, and the wife kind of pours herself a glass of wine and looks over and, um, you know, optimistically pours him a glass of wine and sets it down and his plate is over there. But then he's, he's over, Oh, just, just a couple more minutes, honey, just a couple more minutes. And then he's scribbling through and rewriting verse two of, of, you know, the, the perfect love song. And, uh, and he's, he's trying to figure it out on the, on the piano. And then he's like, ah, that doesn't feel quite right. Let me change the key. And he's, he's humming along. And then, you know, the, the clink of silverware on plates in the other room and the wife is talking to the kids and, and then the kids get, they finish up and they run, run off. And the wife is like, Hey, your food's getting cold. You know, the, the lasagna's best when the cheese is melty. And he's like, okay, thank you, honey. I'll be right there. And uh, he's like, oh, and they, you know, and I can relate. There's, there's these moments where you're actually kind of frustrated that, that life is in the way. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in the creative process here. You know, I'm, I'm never going to be anything if I don't ever sit with my muse and let, and let it flow through me and try to be creative. Um, and then he's then kind of angrily, you know, snaps the, the, the point of his pencil when he's trying to write verse three and he's, Oh, okay. Well, that's a sign that I should probably stop for a little bit. And he slams his pencil down and walks away. And then now, now the, the waste paper basket has like, you know, it's half full of crumpled pieces of paper of half songs. And, and, uh, the intention behind the song is to express this undying, like beautiful love. But, uh, meanwhile, the reality to everyone else is, Hey, dick you just missed your your dinner you know and he goes out there and the wife is she's already done the dishes and she very lovingly like put some some ram saran wrap over the uh plate of lasagna um and uh yeah and then he goes out there and he has to reheat it and then he sits down and you know eats by himself um and his his, his girls have gone to bed and his wife is uh you know doing whatever um reading her magazine in bed alone and then you know day after day of that you'd end up having a horrible life um even if you found that perfect love song so uh so yeah the idea is that's kind of a sad sad idea but it's a cautionary tale that's why sad songs and sad stories are important because i think we can we can glean some wisdom from them so I've got just this notion of a song and it's actually kind of terrifying to write because I'm, I'm going to have to drill down into some of those um, places where I feel a little guilty about um, 
giving so much time to my creative muse. Um, but, uh, and, and kind of exploring some of those darker, uh, facets of having a creative output and a creative life, um, along with a family life. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too worried about myself. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I'm striking a pretty decent balance. That's why I'm doing this at 8:40 in the morning now. I think I've been at it for 20 minutes. Um, so I actually should wrap it up and, um, you know, transition back into, to husband and father mode so that it's not like I wasted my whole life. Um, trying to write the perfect love song instead of going out and actually living and loving my life. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so one other, um, oh, actually I've got two, two quick funny stories from, um, from the studio working with John and then uh, I'll wrap it up with one of the tunes from November 2nd, 2017 at the listening room Phoenix. I just, uh, chopped up that audio and posted it to the live music archive under Garrett Anderson. You can find me there. Some of my old band shows and, uh, some of my more recent, uh, solo acoustic shows got some tunes up there. But uh, so I was over uh, singing some songs with John and uh, trying to finish some stuff up. And he had some painters over at his house, um, two kind of, you know, Mexican looking dudes that were out there painting. And uh, one of them looked like a caveman. He had like this wild, thick hair and like this wild, thick beard. And I walked in. I was like, man, John, like that is that is like one of the hairiest guys I've seen in a while. You know, he kind of looks he reminds me of the caveman from the Geico commercials. And uh, John goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I call him Little Jesus. And I was like, all right, that's pretty hysterical. Because I could, you know, once he said that, I could totally see the, the resemblance, um, uh, you know, of like the typical, um, th- this would have been like Jesus after 40 days in the desert. This isn't, you know, clean shit, you know, clean, uh, clean cut Jesus uh, walking around in the city. This is like I'm fasting in the desert and having visions and and uh, you know resisting the temptation of the devil kind of Jesus. He's got wild hair and um, just a wild beard. And uh, I was like, all right, so there's little Jesus and uh, these painters. You know, I'm 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 singing into the microphone and I got the headphones on. We're working on on vocal production and uh, and that basically that just means like, all right, sing that again, sing that again, more passion, better pitch, sing that again sing that again, uh, in a nutshell, but in a much more nice and fun way, we keep it pretty loose. Um, and he's, he's a good coach. He doesn't say like, that wasn't good enough. He's like, Hey, you know, it's a, that was pretty good. Let's try it again. You know? So we, we've developed some camaraderie when it comes to trying to get the best vocal takes out of me. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we're working and working and working. We're like probably two, two and a half hours in and I'm like, um, slamming waters cause I'm singing and trying to keep my voice uh, fresh. And I go, I was like, hey, man, I got to use the restroom. So I go into the bathroom and um, I notice that two of the, there's windows, there's three windows. There's there's one right above me. There's one um, off to the right just a little bit and then off on the far wall. And they're probably, ah, you know, 11, 12 feet up in the in the air. There's nice high ceilings in, in the bathroom. And two of the windows were, were papered over. And I was like, wait, why are these windows? Oh, yeah, yeah, they got the painters out here doing that. And, um, so I'm, I'm looking to, I look at the far right wall and I'm like, Oh yeah. So that, that window's papered over. I look over the, the window, you know, it's just the kind of the middle window and that one's papered over. And then I noticed the one right above, uh, the toilet area where I was standing, 
um, I look up and I was like, oh, that window's not papered over. And then right as I look up, little Jesus's head pops into the view and he must have been climbing on a ladder working up there. And, uh, and he kind of looks in and I give him a nod and, uh, and he doesn't really acknowledge me. And he just kind of like climbs up the rest of the ladder. But, uh, the timing just cracked me up. I was like, oh, go figure. Like, and they, they took the, you know, they, they went out of their way to make sure that there was privacy for the other windows, but this window was left open, the one that happens to be right above the toilet. So uh, little Jesus might have looked in and seen my little Willie uh, when I was using the restroom. But um, yeah, so that kind of cracked me up. And I, so I walked back out in the studio. We, we do some more vocals. We're finishing things up. And um, I think this might have been when we were working on Dreams and Lives. Uh, John wanted me to add some acoustic uh, claps and snaps. So, you know, you could always pull up some sampled claps and snaps. Uh, you know, most programs have that. And then you just trigger a piano key or a MIDI key, you know, just kind of any sort of trigger, you know, just go clap, 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 clap with the beat um, or uh, snaps, you know, finger snaps. And you can get all these cool layers that sound that sound cool. But uh, he was like, hey, man, this song has like a really acoustic vibe to it. Let's get some natural sounding snaps and claps. He was like, you know, you can snap your fingers, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and he was like, okay, cool. Like, let's, you know, snap to the beat, blah, 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 blah. He's like, all right, I'll give you two bars for nothing, which is, you know, producer speak for I'll give you two bars and then and then you, you'll you be recording. And uh, we'll, we'll do some snaps and claps. So I do my claps first and then we're doing the snaps. And uh, it's funny, when I was practicing my snaps, I was doing them down near my hip, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, imagine the sharks and the jets in West Side Story, like those guys, like doing cool snaps. And uh, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, hey, man, like, do you need me to, to lower the microphone for you? Because the microphone was up, uh, I stand when I'm singing. So it was up there at, you know, six foot. Um, and, uh, and I was like, no, John, I can raise my arms to snap into the microphone. You don't have to come over here and adjust the microphone. I'm not that big of a diva yet. And then uh, we were joking that, well, maybe the snaps sound cooler when they're coming like from lower in the hip area. You know, you got a little hip thrust with your snap and it gives it some swagger. Because, um, you know, we're always talking about making sure that we sing with swagger and, and getting good feeling to it. So I was, I was cracked me up. I was like, no, John, we, we don't need to adjust the height of the microphone for these snaps. But I could totally imagine some, you know, artist out there that's like, oh, no, no, no. I only snap at the hips, man. Like, it's, it's got to be cool snaps down here, like the sharks and the jets, man. That's where we get all the swagger in our snaps. If you try to hold your hands up here and snap, it loses all its mojo, you know? Because people, people, I'm sure get opinionated and and vibey, and I, I call it being a diva is is when, whenever you have some sort of just insanely peculiar and and particular uh, approach to something in the studio that's that's like ah, is that is that really making a difference? Um, but uh, hey, who am I to to judge somebody else's process? Maybe this if the, if the, if this song doesn't turn out well and people are like ah, I don't I don't really like it something's off about it like oh shit maybe maybe I should have had John lower the microphone for those snaps maybe those snaps are making all the difference there's just like that little little ounce of mojo that's missing from the tune I you know this this are those finger snaps those finger snaps sound like they're like 
six feet up in the air. Nobody snaps with their fingers up in the air. That doesn't make any sense. This song is awful. Terrible snaps in that song. Terrible. Just ruined the song. Totally took me out of the, the vibe of the tune. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> A couple funny stories from the studio. Um, oh, one other public service announcement. Don't forget that most dishwashers have a filter. God damn. Yesterday, we, would, we had noticed that our, our, the performance of our dishwasher wasn't going great. It's getting a little, you know, sandy and, and like clunky and, you know, food particles were still in the tops of the cups. You know, you get cups in the upper, the upper drawer of the, or the upper shelf of the dishwasher and the upside down cup and the little water pools in it. And there's a little sandy like food particles. And it's like, man, the uh, forks and spoons don't look like they're getting all that washed. It's like, what's going on here? I peek in the bottom and I was like, oh, well, first of all, there's a Tupperware top down here. Didn't realize that was down there. I wonder how long that's been down there. It's a miracle. It hasn't just melted into the, into the bottom of the dishwasher. And then I pulled that out and it was fucking disgustingly covered with filthy, like greasy, filthy food slime that's how that's the only way I can describe it and then I looked and there was definitely like a filter mechanism that was just caked just caked with old food particles and it had it had solidified into this fatty greasy gross food particle slime I hope you're not eating right now because this is a this is a really disgusting image but um, it, it was almost like, you know, bacon fat after you cook in a frying pan and you've got bacon fat. If you don't get it out of the pan right away, it'll congeal into that lard. Um, it, it basically, that's what the consistency of this was. So I pulled, I pulled all the components out and I start trying to clean it and it is just greasy gross. Um, I ended up having to soak it in like a soap and vinegar water solution to try to break down some of the, the fat. Um, so that I could clean these filters, but man, it was gross. It was really, really gross. Um, so yeah, you might want to check your dishwasher filter and clean it semi-regularly. I pulled up the manual for the dishwasher and it was like, here are our recommended times. And it had a little table where it depended on if you rinsed your dishes, um, or if you completely pre-washed your dishes before putting them in the dishwasher, or if you did none of that, it was like clean your filter monthly. If you rinsed your dishes, it was like clean your filter every four months. And then if you wash your dishes before putting them in the dishwasher, you could go like a year without changing your filter. Makes perfect sense, right? You got a little bit of a leftover taco uh, and quesadilla uh, and beans and rice on your plate. Maybe kids have a little bit of a macaroni and cheese noodle or a little bit of hot dog bun crust that ends up in the dishwasher. That's got to go somewhere. And uh, you really shouldn't be putting through large food particles down into the, the plumbing. So, yeah, things have filters. Things where water or air goes through typically have filters. So uh, change your dishwasher filter. And uh, while we're at it, just m might as well say it, change your air conditioning filter too. Um, those are my home service tips from, from your friendly, uh, uh, neighborhood musician slash dad slash husband slash handyman, <laughs> uh, Garrett Anderson live at you. Uh, this is a fun one. Um, thanks for listening. If you have any requests for, uh, for songs for me to, to try to cover on the podcast, that'd be fun. Or any questions, comments, concerns inquiries um let me know 
and I'll try to get to them as I plod along. No guarantee I'll get to it anytime soon, but, uh, but I will try to get to it. Um, anything that somebody other than myself thinks of to do on this musical journey um, carries a little bit more weight because I'm like, oh, you know, this person wanted to hear this. I'd love to do that for them. And then it keeps me motivated. So, um, yeah, hope you're doing great. Um, like I said, reach out with whatever. And let's wrap up with a song from uh, the Live Music Archive from um, November 2nd, 2017 at the Listening Room Phoenix. Um, I think we'll do my song, OK, which I wrapped up with that night. And this is um, just one of the tunes that I wrote a couple years back and played out uh, a fair bit. So I like singing and singing and grooving on this song. And uh, it's about leaning on each other. Again, one of the themes that I like to to kind of promote and um, something that, that gives me strength is uh, leaning on, on my loved ones and knowing that, that they need to lean on me. So uh, it takes a village and... Uh, here's here's okay to wrap up today's podcast. Peace. All right, so uh, so this is my "It Takes a Village" song, and I think it's a nice positive note to wrap up on. Uh, thank you guys very 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 much. Always working so hard, trying to keep it smooth. Always thinking about the next thing I ought to do. Pretty soon I find gray hairs and ask my old reflection, how did they get there? Yeah, yeah. But what if I could take my time and see there's so much good beyond what we decided? Every time I hit my stride, it seems something somehow, somewhere. Steals it from me, yeah, yeah. Still, I know life gets gritty to make us tough. I mean to be kind, but sometimes I get rough. Cause I care about the long run, but I'm living today. So if caring's overwhelming, I might need you to say it'll be okay, my dear. It's never only all on you We'll pull together My love won't see each other through I watched the income go out Quick as it came Sometimes even quicker Leaves me feeling the pain And I'm humble In so many ways by all the hard working people that are feeling the same but we get by sure as the sunrise though I never had to ask it or remind still it rises Lord and it's shining to give us strength to face another night yeah still I know Life gets gritty to make us tough I mean to be kind, but sometimes I get rough Cause I care about the long run, but I'm living today 
So if caring's overwhelming, I might need you to say it'll be oh okay, my dear. It's never only all on you. We'll pull together, my love. Whoa, and see each other. Crash and burn. The gift, so they say, is the lesson to learn. After all, at the end of the day, what matters still remains that I've got you and you've got me, and they've got us and each other to lean on. And be leaned on to say what must be said when it all seems wrong. I've got faith that I can feel better than I felt before. Yes, I know I'm gonna lose some fights, Lord, but I'm winning this war. I care about the long run, but I'm living today. So if caring's overwhelming, I might need you to say it'll be oh okay, my dear. It's never only all on you. We'll go together, my love. Whoa, see each other through. It'll be oh. Thank you guys very, very, very much. I appreciate it.